Welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast, presented by basketball fan and Hoosier native Mike Gingrich, where practical, no-nonsense resourcing on social media, business marketing, and life is presented, because the adjustments made at halftime help you win the game in the second half. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. You know, every week we come together for a halftime break to dive into online, social media, Facebook marketing tips, tactics, and methods for you as an owner and a marketer to give you some actionable items you can implement right away. It's all about keeping it practical, doable here at the Halftime Mike Show. This week, I am thrilled to have with me a friend and colleague, Jenny Brennan, all the way from Ireland. Hello, Jenny. Hey, Mike, how are you? Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. No, I'm thrilled to have you, Jenny. And uh, I'm doing well. And for my audience, Jenny Brennan comes to us from Ireland. And if you didn't notice from her accent there a little bit. And has a history in um, Facebook marketing and a history in small business marketing that she's brought together. You'll be able to find her online at jennybrennan.me, and that Brennan was B-R-E-N-N-A-N. And uh, we'll give you all those details at the end and in the show notes, right, Jenny? Absolutely. All right. Well, we have, have a little gift for everyone, too. <laughs> okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah, so we want to come together on a shared passion today, and that is uh, Facebook marketing. You ready to go on this topic? I am ready to go. All right. Well, I know that uh, we've enjoyed collaborating over the last uh, – couple of years here, you know, it's one of those typical social media industry stories where you kind of connect online through, uh, you know, related interests, related uh, friends and connections, and uh, you begin to do some things, share some content of each other, follow each other in social media, and then ultimately you get to meet up face-to-face at a conference, Social Media Marketing World for us, and that takes it to another whole level of collaboration and ongoing things to do together. Absolutely, yeah. I think um, I think yourself and I we met Mike in. I do believe we met through one of Mari Smith's online courses in in one of her communities. I think that's where we first connected, actually. All right, Mari Smith, uh, relationship marketing happening right there, and and bringing us together in a working collaborative friendship. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think no more than yourself. Um, in, it's back in two thousand and eleven that I attended a webinar with Mari and my eyes were really opened and I just could not believe the possibilities um, that were available on Facebook, but in social media as well. And how, you know, me being based in the West of Ireland, I connect with people all over the world. I just thought this was the most fantastic thing I'd ever seen in my life. So it was, it was great. Yes, yes. All right. Well, And, and I want to keep going with that a little bit here because uh, I want to share your story. We're going to talk about Facebook marketing today, but we need to uh, to you know, cover some ground first on on how you got into that, and I think it's a an inspiring story for you know, small business marketers, families um, out there, to mm-hmm. you know, to share a little bit about your journey uh, with with your family, with businesses, and um, you know, to get where you are today. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I suppose to make a very long story short, um, I am from the east coast of Ireland. I'm from Dublin, which is the capital of Ireland. And in 2007, myself and my husband, Jason, we moved to the west of Ireland with our then uh, three-year-old. He's now almost 11. 
And we really left Dublin because we wanted to get out of the rat race. I was working in marketing. I was working in a corporate, a large company, um, and, you know, working very long hours, um, very little family life. Um, and so our goal was to move into the countryside so that I could give up work altogether um, and be a stay-at-home mom. And um, we, we made that happen. And uh, that was absolutely fantastic for the first two and a half years, three years. Um, I, I went on and had a, another child. Um, we, we started to grow our family. And I, I think like universally all over the world, um, the, the recession had really, really started to take hold um, in most households and, and most people that, that I had been speaking to. And really, I had to make a decision. I did not want to go back to Dublin. I didn't want to go back to corporate life. Um, I wanted to stay in the country. And, and really, I had to figure out a way of earning money, um, yet being able to work around my family, my young children, and, and, and be there for my husband. So I set up my first business in 2011, which was a virtual assistant agency, um, and to be honest, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I'd never run a business before. Um, and so I spent an awful lot of time online researching and, you know, look, I hit Google was the first place I went to and researching and researching and reading. And I think a lot of small business owners can, can identify with this. We spent so much time searching for answers um, online. And over um, time, I suppose, you know, I got involved in social media, in, in Twitter and specifically in Facebook, and I just couldn't believe the opportunities that were there that I could connect with people anywhere in the world who were in the same boat as me. And I think um, that was why I fell in love with social media, because I felt, well, I can still have the life that I want to have and, and live with my family, and, and yet I can attract clients from all over the world. So um, that was very much where it started. Um, it went on and it developed, I suppose, in that um, in 2000 and uh, late 2011-2012, um, my husband Jason um, decided to go back to college and, and go back to study. And he'd been in, in the sales industry for a long time in jewellery. Um, and so he decided he was going to be a financial advisor. And again, you know, as a family, we decided it was going to be down to me to um, be the main breadwinner for a short period of time, 18 months to two years. Um, and I really, really had to drive my small business forward so that I could support my whole family. Um, and yeah, and I, I suppose social media helped me then to connect with clients, um, really, really good clients who I knew um, saw the value in social. And that's a very long story. And that's the short, shortest way I can tell it, Mike. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I got it. So, I mean, basically out of need, I mean, some of the, your jump into business occurred. Many people can relate to that, just uh, out of a need for provision, keeping the family going and and uh, learning as you go and evolving with the business, evolving with what you do. And that's even sharpened now as you have uh, finished 2014 and rolled into 2015 with that more intentional focus on uh, – JennyBrennan.me as a you know online platform for your Facebook marketing uh, business efforts to help clients that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so um, my 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 VA business very quickly started to um, you know change direction, and and what we started doing was providing more um, support to social media influencers, and that was my my main focus for about a year and a half. And um, and I've had the opportunity to work with. Um, 
some of the most fantastic people in this industry, um, which has, has just the opportunities that, that have come about from, for example, I went to social media marketing world um, last year in 2014. And again, this year in 2015, I've had the opportunity to work with people like Ian Cleary and Mark Schaefer and uh, John Loomer, um, Emmerich Arnaud from Agora Pulse, many of which um, are still my clients. And it's just been, and, and yourself, Mike, we've worked together too. Um, and it's just when I look back, you know, it's only when you look back and you think, wow, and this has all happened in kind of the last two and a half years. Um, and very intentionally, you know, I very much um, made an intentional decision that I was going to go down that route. And as a result of all of the, all of that experience and those relationships, I think people kind of look to me now for answers and, and you know, they want to use our services, but for small business owners, and I, I know I've been there, the reality of outsourcing sometimes, it's just not possible. Um, so what I'm working on now is creating content that shows the systems and the procedures and the way we work for our clients. And it's sharing all of that knowledge in, in course content showing small business owners how to um, really leverage Facebook, obviously, is my priority at the moment. Um, <clears throat> but I do have a, a very big focus on, on education this year. Um, that's, that's where I'm, I'm headed now. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's educate uh, together here with our audience and talk about some things happening on Facebook right now. And well, let's back up again another step and, and talk about how Facebook has changed. How about that? I mean, because uh, it it changes rapidly. Um, I always say that you know Facebook is not a set it up and let it run kind of thing. Uh, but why don't you kind of speak to what you've seen as some of the evolution of Facebook over the you know last couple of years here? Yeah, I think, again, I think it's really interesting because I'm based in Ireland and I have a lot of contact with um, both Irish and UK businesses. And yet a lot of my friends and contacts are um, based in the US and there are definitely differences I see in that, um, you know, I, I feel in the US things are, are slightly more ahead of where they are here. But I think we're catching up very quickly Um and, and I suppose Facebook, where Facebook fits with businesses, I still think there is a real disconnect between small business owners and what we as practitioners and um, writers are able to get across to those small business owners. So um, what was your question again? I hope you're going to be editing this. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about the, uh, the evolution of Facebook uh, marketing and how it's changed based on what Facebook does. Um, yeah, so I mean, it really has changed. The, the, the biggest thing is the pay to play, um, is the pay to play, you know, aspect of it. I mean, it, it is, you know, yes, organic reach is going down, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera, but I think where businesses really need to focus is on the system of how they use Facebook to generate leads, increase visibility, um, you know, share their content, promote their content, um, to their audience that fits with the, the, that audience's need. Um, I, th I think really my experience with a lot of SMB, SMBs is that they're trying to sell off of this social media platform, and that's not really how it works um, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the fact that it's not a direct sale platform. 
No, it's not. And I think, and it's very much about building relationships and building relationships with, um, first of all, I mean, I kind of follow a system with most of my clients and, and for me it works and for them it works and it's very much building an audience on Facebook. Um, so, you know, targeting your customer list, um, targeting your website traffic, um, creating lookalike audiences mixed with interests and building up that fan base first. Um, and then growing the relationship with those people through your content, um, through, through, you know, through your engaging posts. I think that it needs to be a step-by-step process. Um, and also that will very much depend on your advertising budget in terms of what you can do on Facebook. Um, but certainly with any of the clients that have worked with us, I see over a three to six month period, um, the relationships grow and they change and they move and every single page is different and every single business is different because at the end of the day, we're dealing with individual people, not, these aren't metrics. Yes, there are metrics, that's important. And yes, the number of likes on your page may be important to you, but these are people. And I think a lot of brands forget that. Okay, bringing it back down to people. And I I liked your uh, strategy approach there. So you're, you're talking about building the audience, um, but then specifically when you say target customer lists and um, website custom audience, web audience, I mean, those are definitely ads. So you're talking about running ads for, uh, sounded like some of your, your content, helping them, and that's on their website. That's not necessarily content that they're uh, publishing on Facebook. It's content that resides elsewhere that they're posting about and driving links to. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. And then also, you know, I'm promoting video content, for example, and that's something that's, um, you know, relatively um, new as well and, and developing and people are figuring out what's working and what's not working. But I think it gives people an opportunity to kind of get to know you. And I think those those fans are, I mean, I know myself, I've only just started building JennyBrennan.me on Facebook. And, you know, it's like, Sometimes I feel, oh, here we are back to the very beginning again and it's back to the start. But at the same time, it's really exciting. And, you know, I've really been putting an awful lot of work into it in the past kind of three to four weeks. Um, And I haven't spent a fortune. But in that time, I've built some really good relationships that have turned into coaching clients, that have turned into people reading my content, that have turned into people um, subscribing to my list. And so, you know, I'm very focused on the relationship and getting to know people right now. And, and I am in it for the long term. And I think that's really important. Yes. Yeah. All right. Excellent stuff. Now, so when in your strategy and when you talk with people about what you could do to help them, what they need to be doing to have Facebook uh, become of value to them. I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it's not a direct sell platform that we were both saying that. Uh, and some people could say, well, then why do I want to be there? Um, but the, uh, so how do you answer that? If they say, well, it's not direct sell, so why, why should we be there? How do you answer that? I think really, I mean, in in my own strategy with, with the clients that I've had success with, number one, they're the ones who've put their trust in me to actually deliver a service that's going to get them results. They've also, you know, they, they're, they're, they're very open-minded to the fact that it does take a certain amount of time. Um, but I think a combination of reaching out to your fan base on Facebook and finding out, you know, well, what do they want from you in the first place um, on your Facebook page? And I know I, I wrote a blog post about this uh, late last year, um, which was shared all over the place and got great traffic. And reason being, I think it really hit a nerve. And 
so for example, what we did for a small salon client of ours was we put a post up just after Christmas time and we asked the fan base, well, what do you want from us? And we gave them 10, an, a list of 10 different things that they, that they could possibly get in terms of content. The top three were, um, were contests, uh, special offers and DIY guides. So these were for, you know, this, this was for a salon. So in other words, you know, either doing guides or doing videos of things that their, their customers could be doing at home, um, hairstyles and makeup styles and so on and so forth. Um, and so we knew exactly what the fan base actually wanted and we started to integrate that content into their, into their weekly posting and their sales really started to increase and the inquiries really started to increase coming in because people were starting to see what they, A, what they were capable of doing through the content that they were promoting, like the, um, the videos and the guides. Uh, I think the contests were kind of just, they were a bit of fun. And, and, and let's face it, most of us hang out on Facebook because we're catching up with our friends and, um, and our family, but um, everybody likes to win a prize. I know certainly in Ireland, we love entering competitions. We're really into it. Um, and, and, yeah. then, and then, you know, 20% of the content that we were promoting was like a special offer every week, but it was very Facebook. It was, it was designed specifically for the Facebook fans. So it was an offer that we weren't doing on text message. We weren't doing on email marketing. You couldn't get it anywhere else except on the Facebook page. So it was made it really easy for the business owner to go, aha, I know where these sales are coming from, especially when you, you know, you don't have, you may not have a huge website and, and you may not be selling your products and services on a website. You're more of a brick and mortar store. I think those little tweaks um, are very important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent stuff. Now, so, you know, we've, we've covered a little bit about uh, Facebook ads and we've covered a little bit about uh, posting and your content and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, now we, in our, little bit of conversation before we actually started recording here, we kind of identified one area of uniqueness, and that is that uh, Facebook continues to roll out, you know, new ad tools, um, but the unique thing is that they often roll them out first in the U.S., and so, you know, there's tools that I have available now that you necessarily don't have in Ireland, and that's, mm. uh, that's a challenge at times. Yeah, it can be really frustrating. I mean, for my US clients, it's fine because I have access. Generally speaking, I'm made admin on their advertising account, so I have access to whatever they have access to. Um, but here, like, so for example, in Audience Insights, you guys have access to people's income and more information about a household, whereas we don't have that kind of information um, yet. I don't know whether we're going to be getting it or not. Right. Um, yeah, we're, we we just seem to get we seem to be behind in terms of some features that we get, and I think um, in terms of the advertising, they roll out a lot of updates in the Power Editor and then see how they're adopted, and then they yeah. pull them out onto Ad, Ads Manager for again for smaller for for people using Ads Manager, they're not necessarily small business owners. Yep. People don't like Power Editor. That's okay. <laughs> Right, right. It's a little bit more complex uh, to use, and uh, yeah. But one of those that we just talked about is these local awareness ads. You know, where in, mm. in the U.S. you can do that, so you can kind of target uh, people nearby with either like a call to action in their news feed, um, you know, a push, and and that would launch them calling you, mm. and and um, you know, or uh, the the directions kind of thing, so they could easily get there. And, and those are – so you can use those for U.S.-based people. I mean I, I think they're 
evolving some great tools. They just got to keep pushing them out worldwide here to, to allow people to use them. Yeah, I think they, I, I think, you know, it, I think for um, local businesses, but all, I mean, the Irish, uh, we're very dependent on our tourism industry. It's extremely important to us. It's, well, I, I don't know what the stats are now these days, but I know it's something I studied in university was marketing and tourism. And at the time, tourism was one of our biggest exports. So um, I think for tourism businesses, these kinds of ads are absolutely crucial. So being able to target people who are traveling in your location at a time, at a specific time, um, is hugely powerful and really, really important. Um, yeah. So I hope to see more of those features rolling out. I certainly haven't seen them on my ads manager. So if anyone is listening from Ireland or the UK and they've seen it, please let me know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's switch topics a little bit here to one of the uh, trends that we're seeing, and I want to get your input on it, and that is thoughts on photos, posting photos versus posting video, native video to Facebook for small businesses. What, what's uh, what's your preference? What do you think? Your thoughts? Um, again, I, I think really it's a combination of both. I think both there are important. I think visual content in itself is extremely important on Facebook. And, and, and I think, you know, testing different types of, um, of content is, is really important to I me. Mean, I've started kind of playing around with video myself on my own Facebook page. And I try for the, I try to kind of do videos that aren't too long because, you know, people's attention spans they're they're you know they're looking through an awful lot of stuff in the newsfeed so you really do need to get to your point very quickly uh i think in your video that's been my experience um so I, a good combination of both and your own photos as well i think that's important because that's what makes you a little bit more unique um people always love the behind the scenes they love to know what's going on behind the scenes of a business yeah yeah you know, storytelling is really important you know and i think uh, that's a good point to emphasize because many businesses, it's still uh, n- newer to social media. They can still be hesitant to show that behind the scenes uh, image. And, you know, they're, they're used to the mm. kind of old model of marketing where it was um, polished and, you know, mm. ads for the magazine and billboard and that type of thing. And so they, it, but what works with social is behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, it really does. And again, as I say, even on my new page, um, most of the content that I share, when I put something up that's behind the scenes, it gets the best reaction from people. And even, you know, even even people have said to me who haven't taken action in terms of liking or commenting or sharing, especially locally, have said, oh, I see such and such was in with you in, in your office the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I had that on Facebook. So it's interesting. Don't forget about the people who may not take action, but are looking. It's really, really important to remember that. Yep, yep, okay. And uh, I think your point as well, short videos uh, is incredibly important. How do you address the other resistance from small business saying, video, how do I create and, and do a video? Yeah, I mean, with most of my clients, I just show them how simple it is to do it on a phone. I mean, you don't have to have, I think we need to get past, as you said just a minute ago, you know, yes, things do need to be polished. Absolutely, you do need to be professional. Um, but when you're starting out with video and you're a small business owner, I think, you know, as long as you're using a decent phone that's got a, a good video good video on it, uh, what's wrong with it? You know, it's it, it's natural. Um, it's very much behind the scenes of, of, of your of your business. And 
it is. It's a it's a hard thing for businesses to get their heads around. What yeah. do you mean that content? How is that going to help sales? That it always comes back. Right. How is that going to generate more sales for my business? Yep. Yep. And and yeah. and and you and again, it's not the direct sell platform. Nope. But it's that multiple points of contact with you that can happen on Facebook to build the trust so that – and top of mind awareness so that when they're ready, you're there. Absolutely. And I think as well it's about – you know, I mean I'd be very strategic myself on Facebook with advertising and creating – suppose I'm business to business. So, you know, creating um, really helpful guides where I'm building my email list. That's one of the, the best things that I've done. Um, with Facebook ads and that can be done for local businesses too um, but but again it just it depends what you're selling it depends what industry you're in really. okay. yes so as we kind of wind down here why don't you say a little bit what, what are you excited about right now as you look ahead uh, summer 2015 with Facebook marketing uh, what, what's exciting to you well I think I um it always excites me to see what's possible with advertising. That's one thing. Um, I just that my my eyes are boggled uh, most of the time with the new things that are up and coming. Um, I have the absolute um, joy of working um, alongside John Loomer and his team, and so you know I, I feel like I'm really on top of um, up and coming strategies that are happening in there with the advertising. So I'm very very excited about how that's evolving all of the time. Um, and it is, and it's changing all of the time. And there, there's no black and white, this is how you do it, and it's a blueprint for everybody. Um, again, as I said earlier, you're dealing with a social media platform like any other. You're building relationships with people, and people are individual. Everyone's different. Right, right. Okay. Excellent. Now, uh, with JennyBrennan.me, why don't you share a little bit about what training options you are offering and what's coming? Yeah, sure. Um, so at the moment, currently we have, um, I do one-to-one -one coaching um, with um, some of my private clients and, and we spend 45 minutes per session uh, talking about strategy in particular. Um, I suppose, again, a lot of clients, they have their Facebook page, they have it set up, they just don't know what content to share, when to share, um, how to use Facebook advertising. So we've got the coaching. I also have um, a free resources uh, tab there, Mike, which I can um, send over to you. Um, people can sign up there. They can join our free membership, which is um, a private Facebook group that we just started a few weeks ago, so it's still quite young. Um, and there are also some Facebook marketing cheat sheets in there. So there's a, a blueprint for doing your Facebook marketing plan and also your content calendar. So over 20 ideas and uh, tools and resources to help you with your Facebook marketing. Excellent, excellent. All right, we'll make sure we uh, include that, and I think that content calendar is a great idea there as well. So uh, thank you, Jenny, for being with me today. Thank you for having me, Mike. Have a great day. Thank you. It's great to connect with you, and uh, someday, I mean, we, we've always met here on this side of the pond. I, we've got to, I got to get over there to Ireland somehow. Yeah, I think we need to get you. We, we need to get a few of you guys from America over here to Europe. It would be fantastic. That sounds that, good. Sounds I'll like a little event. Yeah, I'll be happy when I see that happening. <laughs> all right, all right. Good. Hey, this is Mike with the Halftime Mike podcast. That was a great time with Jenny Brennan. We're going to have all the information, links to Jenny's uh, resources and where you can find her on social media in the show notes of the episode there. So thanks. And remember, it's all about keeping it practical and doable. So what is uh, one takeaway that's going to be important for you today? Maybe it's just to go sign up for Jenny's email list, okay? Whatever that is. 
Write it down now so you can take action on it. That was halftime. Until next week, I'm Mike with the Halftime Mike Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Halftime Mike Podcast with Mike Gingrich. Remember, what you do in the second half can change the outcome of the game. Does your business need resourcing, tools, and social media consulting? Then visit MikeGingrich.com. Want to have Mike speak at your next event? Visit MikeGingrich.com speaking. Join us again for another episode of Halftime Mike, your no-nonsense guide to victory on the court of life.